and I intend to preach on the blood of Christ. Well, they said, well, you know, I don't think that's a good idea because in this church, people really don't like references to blood. And the preacher explained, well, that's the message that I believe I have from God. The Lord Jesus may have died in bed, but the gospel demanded that he die on a cross and a cruel cross where he shed his blood. And it's that blood that redeems, that blood that appears on our behalf and brings peace to every one of our hearts. Welcome again to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Goller. We're on the air every day here on this station and various stations across Canada. Some we are airing on Sunday mornings, and our burden is to reach across this country with the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for partnering with us in prayer and I trust that you will be able to help us even to purchase airtime. It costs approximately $100 to air each and every program that we put out each month. And we have uh, 30, 31 programs each and every month to air. So we ask you to partner with us if you would like to even cover the cost of one program per month. That would be a tremendous help, and we appreciate you doing that. Today's program is on the priesthood of the Lord Jesus, that when he died on the cross, he died as a priest in active obedience. And this is the key to the death of Christ, that he died energetically. It was his work as the servant of the Father, to offer up himself, him, his own body and his own blood, as an atoning sacrifice to save us from our sins. And today's message is all about that message of Jesus dying on the cross as a priest. He died not weakly, he died not just a victim, of men. He died uh, not just succumbing to circumstances, but he died actively, obediently, and powerfully, offering himself up to make satisfaction for sin. And he was satisfying God's justice. He was fulfilling the demands of the law, and he thereby turned away God's wrath. He drank the cup of suffering to the end. And by his own suffering, his own action, he made atonement for us so that we could be reconciled to God. And in the New Testament, that's the favorite term that you will discover, to reconcile sinners to a holy God. And the only way that you can be made right with the God of heaven, who is 
uh, inflexibly just and holy, the only way that you can be at peace with him is by coming under the blood, under the atoning work, and by faith in his death on that tree. So stay tuned as we come to that message. At the close of the message, we'll have a hymn, Save Me, Jesus. Thank you for joining with us. Our Bible passage is John chapter 10, verse 11. Second thing, as a priest, the Lord Jesus offered up himself as an all-sufficient sacrifice. Some people get very confused when they think of Jesus dying on the cross. They see but a weak, limp failure, one who was not able to overcome the cruelty of men, but really just lay down his life in a sad, pathetic fashion. That is not so. He offered up an all-sufficient sacrifice. Now, for this, we need to turn to the book of Hebrews, to chapter 7. And we need to see here this book, which is really from cover, from beginning to end, from the first chapter to the 13th in Hebrews. It's all about the priestly work of our Lord Jesus. So if you read the book of Hebrews, the idea of our Lord Jesus being a priest should not be strange. But for some reason, few grasp what he was doing while on that cross. Now, Hebrews 7, verse 26, it says, For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the sins of his people. For this he did once, when he offered up himself, Now get that. Mark that. That's the key to it. Every priest needs an offering. Every priest needs something to offer to God. He needs a sacrifice. In the Old Testament, it was lambs, bulls, bullocks, sheep, um, turtle doves, and they were slain, and its blood, its death, was the offering that the priest presented unto God. When the Lord Jesus died on the cross as our priest, his offering was himself. That's what the Bible teaches us. It was himself. It was everything that he was. And we know that he was the perfect man. He was the sinless man. He was also the God-man. God and man in one person offering up himself unto the Father. And so we can say that the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus was infinite. It was of eternal, infinite value. It was capable of paying off all the sins of all of God's people for all time and for all eternity. And therein is the power that is in the death of the Lord Jesus. Now, in chapter 9 of Hebrews, you'll see this emphasis again upon the Lord himself. Let's go to verse 14 in chapter 9. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit 
offered himself without spot. And then again down at verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And there you have it all put together, the sacrifice of himself. Our Lord Jesus, as a priest, offered up himself on that tree by his own effort, by his own energy, by his own authority. And he made, presented that offering to God to turn away God's wrath and to bring peace, salvation to each one of his sheep, even to each one of us. And this is what gives value to his vicarious substitutionary death. The worth is in the value of his person. It was not just any sacrifice. It was the Son of God as a priest offering up himself to satisfy divine justice. And the whole life of our Lord Jesus was led down unto death. It was not just his suffering, but his death. It demanded his blood. And this is what distinguishes the gospel of grace from a gospel of the religions of the world. And the great difference is in, in the gospel. If you visit the religions of the world, they offer their blood to appease God. But at the cross, God offered his blood to save men. Here's grace. Here's mercy. And God provides his son. And his son offers himself on that tree. Now, did you notice there in um, verse, well, we had several verses there. Um, let's go to verse 27. Verse 26 and 27 of Hebrews 9. And this is my third point. What was involved in Jesus' death as our priest was that he would die once. Once. Now, we know that from history. We know that there was only one Jesus Christ who died on the cross in A.D. 33. Now, there were many who died by crucifixion. Thousands and thousands were put to death on a Roman gibbet. But only one who was a priest for sinners, only one who was sent by God, and his offering was offered once. And the Bible makes much of this. That's why we're going here to Hebrews 9, verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, the end of the world really was his first coming. Don't mix that up with his second coming. The end of the world really is at the end of the Old Testament period, at the beginning of the New Testament period, Jesus came once and he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And the major point of this is it was enough. No more sacrificing. No more offerings. No more blood. It was done once, and it has put away sin by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus 
himself. That's why in a gospel church, a Protestant church, an evangelical Christian church, there are no priests. There are no altars. There is no ritualism or sacerdotalism, which is the appearance of offerings and sacrifices. The whole thing is a pretend game. In a Bible church, there is no longer any attempt to reenact or to try and duplicate what our Lord Jesus did on the cross. But our hearts and minds are fixed on the victory of his one dying and the triumph of it all. That's what gospel preaching is all about, just to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. One death, one sacrifice, without repetition, without any addition. And we're not here to add an iota to it, but to rejoice that that is all sufficient. It's enough for God. I wonder today, is it enough for you? Is that the grounds of your peace, the grounds of your rest in the gospel? And you can thank God for that all-sufficient sacrifice of a son in your place, that there's no more payment, nothing more to do, but just receive by believing and resting in that one sacrificial death of the all-sufficient Savior who died as a priest, offering up his death for us one time. The fourth one, I'm moving on quickly here, and that is that Jesus, uh, as a priest, offered up his own blood. And there is a very special text uh, that we need to see here, and that's Hebrews 9, verse 12. And I like the way it's worded. We don't even have to explain this whatsoever. Hebrews 9, 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. And there is the offering. There is the sacrifice. No other blood will do. The blood of beasts cannot take away sin. They were but types and shadows. They were but picture lessons for Old Testament people to teach them of the Messiah's work, of the great Savior and sacrifice that would be offered on their behalf. And so we just don't preach that Jesus died. We preach his blood. I read about a preacher who was invited to Boston uh, to a church to preach. And the committee met him and asked what he was going to be preaching upon. And he thought, for this grand occasion, I thought I would keep to something really fundamental. And I intend to preach on the blood of Christ. Well, they said, well, you know, I don't think that's a good idea because in this church, people really don't like references to blood. And the preacher explained, well, that's the message that I believe I have from God. The Lord Jesus may have died in bed, but the gospel demanded that he die on a cross and a cruel cross where he shed his blood. And it's that blood that redeems, that blood that appears on our behalf and brings peace to every one of our hearts. And of course, the gospel is a reconciling ministry, reconciles a holy God to unholy sinners, and it is that blood 
that makes us one. Atonement. To be at one with a holy God. What a blessing it is. I hope you're rejoicing in that. I hope that your song day by day. I hope that your constant praise in prayer. I'm redeemed. I'm made to be at one by the very blood of the Lord Jesus. Now hear me out for just one more. As a priest, the Lord Jesus intercedes for sinners in his praying. We're going to stay here in Hebrews 7. We're going to go to verse 25. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. The priestly work of our Lord Jesus involved two parts. There was his cross work and then his throne work. On the cross, he bled. He sacrificed. That's done. D-O-N-E. Done for all eternity. But a part of the priest's work is to take the blood of the sacrifice and bring it into the courtroom of God, pleading on behalf of the people. And that's what our Lord Jesus is doing right now at the right hand of God. He's ever living to intercede, to pray on our behalf as our advocate. That's why when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name, and we have power in prayer through the advocacy of the Lord Jesus by his own blood. Now, the book of Isaiah tells us, gives us a very wonderful picture that our Lord Jesus, as our high priest, has our names in the palms of his hands. Do you remember when that first little gadget came out, which was supposed to be a personal uh, assistant, uh, it was called the Palm, and you made notes in it. It was a digital gadget, and it took notes and different things. It wasn't a phone. We do all these things now on our phones. But when that first one came out, it was called a Palm. And why a Palm? Because if you're like me and you have to remember something, you just write it in the palm of your hand, and that'll really help you to remember. You can hardly miss it there. And Isaiah 49 tells us, that our names are written in the palms of the Savior's hands. Why? Because he remembers us and he intercedes for us. He takes our very names and presents them to the Father. You remember how the Lord Jesus says, I know my sheep and I know them by name. He marks them, he names them. And if you're a blood-washed sheep today, the Lord is praying for you with the power of his own priestly ministry. And so for all these reasons, when we come to talk about the gospel and talk about Christ's death, we must get to his priestly ministry. Every other attempt to communicate or understand the gospel that falls short of his priestly work does a disservice, I'll put it kindly, I know there are many people that will preach Jesus loved us, died for us, and that's the gospel. And people can even be saved with that extent of knowledge. 
But if we want to meditate, if we want to feast upon the death of our Lord and enter into the victory and triumph of what he's done, think of him as your priest interceding for you. And we need no other priest. I noted in John's gospel, three times actually it said, once in John 14, once in John 15, once in John 16, Jesus says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Three times. This is because we have a great high priest in the glory. Remember to use that name in prayer. But just don't think of him as the lowly man of Galilee. Just don't think of him as an example. Think of him as your priest. His cross work is done. No more suffering. No more blood shedding. But with his own blood already shed, he now prays and intercedes for us. And we ask in that name. And what a promise that whatsoever we shall ask in his name, the Father will do it. And Jesus said, actually, when you look at the one in John 16, it says, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing, nothing apart from in my name. You'll use my name or nothing. Prayer that's not in Jesus' name is not a prayer that God will hear. All prayer is through the advocacy, the name of the Lord Jesus. And of course, as we tell sinners how to be saved, what great good news we have for lost sinners. An all-sufficient Savior, a work that's already done. Just believe and receive, and you're saved. And we can say on the authority of Christ's priestly work, you're saved and sure of it. You're as as much as in glory today already. Isn't that wonderful? You're in heaven already. Our titles are in the glory. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Christ died, I died. Christ rose, I'm risen. I'm sure of glory, all because of his work.
saved and sure of it. Is that really true? Can you say that today as a Christian? And where can we get that foundation? Well, we find it, of course, in the Bible. The Bible's teaching about Jesus' work and Jesus' death for us. And as we learn today that Jesus died as our priest, that his ministry continues, that the work that he did on the cross in offering a sacrifice, offering his blood, that work is finished. His cross work is completed. But his throne work in heaven continues. Every hour, every day, every minute, the Lord intercedes and prays for his believing people. And this gives us wonderful assurance and wonderful peace with God. And you can have that peace too. Whatever your state, whatever your status, whatever your struggles may be, you can have the blessed assurance it is well with your soul. But you must come and believe on the Lord Jesus. You must lay hold upon the promises of the gospel. Jesus says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He, the Bible also says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that is true for the guilty sinner who has never, ever called on the Lord. You're coming for the very first time in all your, your, your sinfulness and all your need, then come believing. It's also true for the person who has perhaps fallen back and lost out. You can be restored to happy fellowship with God through faith in the precious atoning blood of the Lord Jesus. You come as a prodigal, you come repentant, leaving the world behind, and coming afresh to the cross of Calvary. And if I can be of any personal help, feel free to be in touch. You can contact me at ltbs.ca, and you can do that anytime. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one -on -one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 
8972040. The mailing address is 1879058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on the station as we let the Bible speak. Mm-hmm.